Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Today I have saved a very special guest for you, my friend, the president of Meeting You, Jim Spellos. Jim is a very well-known expert in the meetings industry on technology, apps, how to make your life easier. But more than that, he's passionate about music and food and friends and living your highest and best life. Jim, welcome to the show. Holly, thank you so much. It's so much fun being here. Well, it's so fun to have you on the show. We have been friends for like 10 or 15 years, and we know both traveling speakers and entrepreneurs. We have gotten to see each other go and grow in many different areas, and especially in your area of technology. If we had wanted to have the show when we first met, it wouldn't have even made sense because we didn't have mindfulness and we certainly didn't have mindfulness apps and all of the access to everything we have today. So I'm excited to do the show today and I'm already booking you for, you know, a couple years down the line so we can see where these movements grow and merge and change. And yet um, when we most recently connected a a month ago, we got to connect um, in a special way, um, sharing a small group meditation where we, we actually did turn off the phones a little bit and just spend some time in the, in the, the, the safety of our, our own energy and conversation. So I, I'm excited to, um, to know that we can share with that spirit energy technology and then, of course, all those apps and computers as well. You know, there is such a balance that's necessary, but that was such a perfect way, at least for me, to begin the conference because it put just such a nice tone to everything that was going to take place. I thought it was really cool how many people were there. It wasn't a big group, but everyone really was interested. And and I was just watching when I wasn't in my own space, I was watching other people and they were just eating up all the conversation you were, you were providing. So I thought it was, you know, for such a stressful industry, like the hospitality industry, it's such an incredible way to start a day. Everyone I think who attended that just had that nice Zen approach for the rest of the day. I know I did. And I had to give a couple of presentations, and you know how that goes. I do know how that goes. Well, you know, we like to start the show out with inviting people to share, what does mindfulness mean to you? You know, it it means just being aware of everything that you do. You know, from my perspective, you know, I remember hearing the term, and it was probably 10 years ago, 
and a friend of mine had mentioned it, and I, I thought it was a funny word. I go, what is mindful? What does that really mean? And it took me a while to wrap my head around it. You know, as I started to get a little bit more into different aspects of it, and especially in the meditation area, I realized they were using it more and more, and it's, very, it's, it's a much simpler word than I think people want it to mean. It, it, it's just about being aware. It's about being aware, taking that step back, so contradictory in a lot of ways, from the lifestyle that we're all living and the technology that's integrating and disrupting every part of our day. And I think that balance is something that we're all incredibly struggling with. I know I am. And at the same time, I also know that I could take that technology and set it down and go, okay, let me do something else right now. Uh, but again, for me, my mindfulness is just about paying attention. It, it's so fun to watch watch the the movement grow and change because it was tied to religion and ancient wisdom and did you have to read the right good book or did it come from this part of the world and the more shows we've done and the more we've had this conversation it, it is coming back to the human skill of presence that human yep. skill of being being aware and it is funny because mindfulness there's this graphic you know everybody's got all this stuff running around in their brain and mindfulness is about letting all that go and allowing your mind to be open to the possibilities as well my brother teaches improvisational comedy he talks about being present all the time and so that's something that's always been you know on an awareness level but i think we get lost in ourselves we get lost in all the stuff that's in there and we don't let that natural mind mindfulness you know all of a sudden come out um, and when it does, when we're finally able to release, we become more productive. We become more balanced. We become more healthy. And all of that, I think, are incredible components of why the mindfulness lifestyle is so happy, so healthy. So you alluded to, to meditation. And we talk on the show, meditation is one way of being mindful, but there's lots of ways mm -hmm. to be mindful. Yeah. Um, you talk a little bit about you do have a daily practice yep. but I love the way you were telling me about it because while we'd all aspire that that daily practice is seven days a week you're you're honest you're like hey hell you know I do it three or four days a week and that's what the show is about is like let's mm -hmm. give ourselves the grace to to push ourselves to do it and be more creative and be more open what's mm -hmm. what's your mindfulness practice look like and do you call it that no I don't it, 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 it's actually my post exercise you know, so I will work out every morning. And, you know, we've had the conversation. I've had some health issues over the past few years. And so a lot of things about taking care of myself have come to the forefront. And, and the mindfulness, or I should say the meditation, really helped a lot early on just to be able to keep calmer blood pressure issues and all that. Maybe we'll get into that later. Who knows? But the bottom line is now it's I finish my exercise. I do all my work. And I'm able to sit down for 10 minutes. And sometimes I do guided Sometimes I do not guided. Interestingly for me, when I first started doing meditation through one of the apps, I'm going through the um, you know, going through the body, and and all of a sudden I realized that 25, 30 years earlier, when I had actually taken the S training in the early 80s, that was exactly what was being done there, and that was one of the parts of the training I loved the most because I was able to really get in touch and relax, and that had dropped off for years. So all of a sudden in another wrapping, in another person's clothing in a way, the mindfulness came back to me in, in the meditation form. And to me, it's just, I know I feel better during the day when I've taken those 10, 15 extra minutes and just you know, take that time for myself. 
Well, it's such a gift that you do that. And I, and I love, I try every other week to interview a male and a female and a male and a female. And often, you know, men, it's that, oh, I'm too busy or that's something that's woo woo and the women are doing it. And so I love having more men on the show say, I'm going to take 10 minutes out for myself and, and sit and be calm and, and be open, open to, to the possibilities. Now, this journey didn't come to you not necessarily because you wanted it. You are living a pretty busy life. I mean, how many days a year were you traveling before your little health challenge? It was a good four to five, four to five months out of the year I was on the road. And, you know, it, it, it's so funny. So I was, as we both were in the hospitality industry, what I really wanted to do was teach and teach technology and create the business and started that up. And so the travel is something that is always there. And I was having a great time doing what I was doing. But you're not living a healthy lifestyle, as most people know when you're on the road, because of timing and because of client needs and because of everything that's going on, that all of a sudden you have the ability to be able to not take care of yourself. I think I lost you, Holly. I want to see if we can get this back. Um, so hold on one second. I stopped my video because you Wait, were cutting you back? in and out. Yeah, um, okay. I'm, I just stopped my video because you were on red. Hmm, okay. So now I got you, but I don't see you on the screen, which is weird. There you go. You're back. So how do we, are we... Do you need to go back to where we were? How do you want to take it from here? Now you're. you're can you back. hear me? Yeah, I can yep. hear you just fine. You were just cutting. Kind of, you were just your video's a little grainy, so I was, I was, I was stopping the video just to capture your great story. Mm -hmm. So where were we on the story? We were talking about just being in the industry. Yeah, industry that you're you're often tending to client needs before your own needs, traveling four to five months a year. Really easy to do that. And, you know, part of the issue for me, all tied into the health, is it was a weight issue. And I love food and love to cook. My wife's an amazing cook. We love to cook. And, and we would eat. You go around this country. You go internationally. And the food scene has exploded. So let's see. You're not taking time for yourself. You're stressed out. You're on the road. You're eating properly. Um, and I guess it was 2014, made a decision one day. I was actually at an airport and I called my wife and I said, um, we got to change. You know, just not feeling good. And Marge had read a book or heard about a book from an author, a food writer that we both like, Mark Bittman, called Vegan Before Six. And I said, you know, why don't we give that a try? And she was all in and we did. And that lifestyle just started to take care of the weight. And the weight started to go off, and I felt healthier right away. Um, but a little thing happened on the way to where I am right now, and that was um, actually losing control of the right side of my body one day and finding out I had a stroke. And so I had the stroke, and I'm lucky enough to still have my left hand and called my wife and got to the emergency room, and they went through all the diagnosis, and little did we know that it was one of the top stroke clinics in, in the Northeast. So fortune, fortune was upon us. Um, doctors said right away, you know, you've lost your right side. It will come back. You're very lucky. Um, and, you know, I wasn't walking anywhere. So for the next you know, five days, I'm in intensive care. And a week or so after that, you know, in a rehab center. And it was during that time that all this stuff really congealed for me. Because I'm lying down one day and I said, you know, I'm really an idiot when you think about it. Because I preach technology and I talk about great apps. 
I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready for something to happen to me. And I realized that when, not if, but when I got better, one of the things that I wanted to do was create a session to talk about what you need to have on your phone in case of emergency. I didn't know what that would look like uh, because clearly I hadn't done the work on it yet. But I started working on it when I got back home a few weeks later and found out there's something that's just one thing that's so, so critical. And that is an app that allows the first responders, if they find you and they have your phone there and they want to find out what medication you're taking and all that important information, we might have in our contacts the acronym ICE next to the person who's, you know, person we want to be contacted. But if they can't get past the lock screen, that really doesn't make any difference or any good whatsoever. So an app called In Case of Emergency, and actually there are many that do this. So to me, it doesn't matter which one anybody um, particularly downloads, depending on whether they're on Android or Apple. But it's about the Kids Foundation put this together. And it essentially, and I've got it right here so I can show it to you, it sits on the lock screen, and that red button right in the middle gives the ability for the person who finds me to actually get that information. Can't get anywhere else on the app but they can get the information about me, in my case, medical history and medications I'm taking. And that was sort of the linchpin to start that session to really understand there are apps that are important to have, whether it's you or somebody else that has an emergency. There's an awareness about how to manage your phone and manage your phone battery and power and all that. So we sort of put all that together and created the in case of emergency, how a, mo a mobile device can save your life session. And I just love giving it, you know, I, I tell my story, but more importantly, I let people share and get the information, give them time right there to download, to ask questions about how to get it on there, to share that they want to give it to their kids or their spouses. So just, just cool stuff. And, you know, so when that happens, you know, now the food thing comes back because now we're really focused on eating properly. And right after the stroke, I really got back into meditation again. And that really brings it full circle because I realized nobody knew why I had it. It's probably, you know, a lot of high blood pressure from a lot of years of not enough exercise and too much eating. But the bottom line there was the meditation really helped in my rehab to be able to just understand how important it was to be more balanced and to take care of myself first. And have been doing it on and off, as I said, in some days, you know, every some weeks, every week, some days, a couple of days a week but always want to make sure that I keep that as part of my ritual. I really love that. When we were prepping for the show, you used a word that I wish we heard more in wellness circles or self-help circles, mindfulness circles, and that was the word balance. So what does balance mean for you? Well, balance means that I'm, I'm okay, you know, I'm okay physically, but also what I do is okay. You know, I, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to have a huge career that's successful. And guess what? I got that. You know, we all have that. We're all better than we give ourselves credit for. The things that we forget about is the other side, is the fact that if we don't give ourselves time for our own spirituality, whatever that might be, don't give ourselves time for us to just recover, regenerate, then it's all doing, doing, doing. You get back caught in that trap again. So to me, I mean, for me, I have lots of balance areas. You know, I'm a, I'm a musician, and that is you know, a huge part of the balance. Even the technology, the fact that, you know, we're always on it. 
I find that as a balance point too, because I make sure I'm using an app that helps me with that. I'm using an app that helps me make good choices when I'm on the road with food. So there's balance even in the stuff that interrupts and disrupts our everyday. So to me, you know, I've had this epiphany that my life isn't about working seven days a week. Uh, it's about enjoying seven days a week. That was the other word you used was was to be to be enjoy. And I haven't ever made this this correlation before, but it, it's interesting as you were talking. You know, so many of us probably, quite frankly, take better care of our phones and better care of our technology than we do our bodies. You know, all of us on some level at night make sure our phones or our iWatches or you know Android devices are are plugged in and getting the right right food and you know the right resets and all that. So maybe it's time for us to take some of those things we think about in our technology and apply it mindfully to our own body, mind, spirit. We take ourselves for granted sometimes. And again, I hope it doesn't happen to everyone, but for me, having an event like the stroke and then a follow-up event happen a year later, uh, it just makes you go, nothing's being taken for granted anymore. It's not worth it. And you know what? I feel healthier. I know the mindfulness, the meditation practice has been such a huge part of where I am right now. And the, the thing now is, I don't want to be the preachy, that, that preachy person, but at the same time, when people start talking about this stuff, you know, I want to share with them something that now I know. It's sort of like I know the secret and I want to tell other people about it. So, so Jim, one of the things we like to do right before we go to a break is we invite our guests to share what's a question or a thought or something that you pondered that maybe our listeners could ponder too that would allow them to grow their overall wellness. Or maybe your question is related to technology. Got a question that we should ponder as we go to our break? You know, I think we should, we should all ponder whether we need to be doing what we're doing right now. You know, it's very simple. It's not that, well, we have to run away and do something else. But is this bringing us joy? And if it's bringing us joy and it's bringing us happiness, let's keep doing it. And it's not, you got to think about it. you got to think about it really hard. Great. So we'll be right back after a short break. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of The Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. Welcome back to the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Jim, thank you so much for bringing your joy to this, this show. And one of the things that you are really generous about sharing was your experience of having your stroke, what you learned from that. And one of the things you said to me was really um, also important is some of the diet changes that you made. And you're choosing a plant-based lifestyle. Tell us a little bit about that transition because you, you shared generously, you, you're on the road four or five you know, months a year, you were running hard. It's often hard to get healthy food. How did you go from that lifestyle to now a more aware, awake thought process about how you power up your body? Well, the thing was that you didn't even think that the fuel actually is, the food is actually fuel. You look at it as, oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's a great sensation. We go to these cities 
And it's a, it's a food-obsessed culture right now, which I find is cool. You know, I think it's really, really neat that we're focusing on that, and hopefully more people are starting to cook. But what happened to me was just not feeling good. And one day I remember you know, calling my wife from an airport and saying, you know that book you had seen? And the title of the book was called Vegan Before Six, and it was by Mark Bittman. And she had seen and she'd heard about it probably a year before, and I'd never thought twice about really plant-based meat. But I said, let's give it a shot. And it was very simple. And you started to make little changes here and there. And what was amazing, Holly, was how much better I started feeling immediately. I mean, not only did the weight come off, and overall, I've lost about 75 pounds over the past years. But what happened was I'm feeling great. And people say you have more energy walking around. But the thing was, they go, well, where do you get your protein? I go, well, as, as someone once said, I get to the same place that uh, the cows get the protein, which is from plants. You know, I get it from the places that have it. And what I've realized, actually, is a great story. Is just recently, I was at my cardiologist, and he essentially threw me out of his office. He goes, I don't know what you're doing. Keep doing it. Get out of here. You know, and at that point, you realize you've made right decisions. So we continue the, vegan, the plant-based journey. I, I don't want to call it a vegan journey, because technically it's not. Um, it is plant-based minimally processed is how we look at it. Uh, we want to prepare everything we can. We find apps that help on the road. Matter of fact, one of the apps I use all the time when I'm traveling is Happy Cow. You know, I want to find out where the vegan or the restaurants that can prepare vegan dishes are. Um, and that went from being stressful, which I can absolutely say was before the stroke, to being a journey now. It's going, okay, where am I eating tonight? You know, I was just in New Orleans and normally I would have exactly known where I would have gone to eat and it would have been in a quarter. But instead I was at two really cool vegan places, you know, in the warehouse district and had great food. And, but people still don't get it. And, I, I, and it's always an interesting conversation. Is they go, really? You, you don't eat meat? You don't have dairy? Um, and all I can say for myself is I, I can't ever imagine going back because it's so much part of that healthy lifestyle. So you mentioned that you, you are, are foodie and you and your wife both enjoy cooking. What are some of the apps or resources that you've used to change your, your own cooking skills? Because um, there's so many great food apps out there as well. Well, a lot of books back here that we started mm -hmm. getting that were more vegan. My, my wife's an amazing cook. And one of the apps that she uses all the time, which is not a food app at all, but it's fantastic, she uses the app Pocket. And I always talk about Pocket in my sessions about the great way to be able to save information from wherever you are into your own little Pocket app so you can access it at any point. Well, Marge does the same thing for for recipes and she has an amazing eye and she can see a recipe and know how good it is and so she just puts it right into pot that's become essentially the vegan cookbook that we that we work off of and it's all there it's free of charge so you don't have to spend time with anything other than understand by clicking one button you've saved it and now you have all this information at your disposal love the pocket app well, that's another another fun one. I'm gonna have to try. So you you have another another app that that's really. I don't even. Maybe I'm using the wrong term. App. Um, we want to make sure that people know how to get more regular, recurring gym tech life tips. And one thing you're doing is you're using a, a tool called Patron. So Patreon. tell us a little bit. Of, say it again. Patreon. P a t r e o n. Yeah. 
So tell us what that is and help us understand how we can get more of you through that app, through that tool. Awesome. Well, you know, it started because I wanted to find a way to create a community. Um, I wanted to be able to share with more than just my newsletter, which I do every month, which you can reach out to me and subscribe to. But um, I was looking and looking for a couple of years and stuff was too expensive, it was too this, too that. And I stumbled upon this because of my love of music and seeing some people who are doing some great music videos on YouTube talk about, well, join my, my Patreon community. So I checked it out and what it is is essentially a place where I can, for the people who have joined and subscribed, very, very low fee, it's $5 a month. And I put up there between 10 and 15 curated articles or specially produced videos every month about different tech areas. Again, my game has always been useful practical technologies. So when I first started a few months ago, we created a series on all the new Excel tools that are coming out this year. And now what it's really come to in the past month is a lot about your digital security, a lot about being able to understand different applications, learn about augmented virtual reality tools that are changing the nature of business. So if you join the community, you'll get sort of, you want to go through all the stuff all the time. We'll make sure that we create a very, very continually curated list of topics for you. And it's been fun doing it. I, I love it. Every time I see an article, I go, got to share it with the community. That's so it's, P- so it's patreon.com slash jspellers. Yeah. And you, you, when you're there, you start to learn about other people, other creators doing stuff. A lot of the people using Patreon are in the arts. And so I guess that tie-in with the music is what drew me there initially. But I saw, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to help people out so they don't have to feel overwhelmed with all the tech news and information that's out there. Find a few people you'd like to follow, and then it becomes much easier. Well, Jim, we're so grateful for your own mindfulness, your own awareness. I mean, over the years, I have had the privilege of watching your career. You have just always been aware of your gifts and how to share them and your passion and how to share them and really have continued to grow a community while it started out for us in the meetings industry beyond that. So I also want to let listeners know that if you're looking for a passionate speaker on technology who really loves to customize and serve your audience, um, check out Jim Spellos at Meeting You as well for some of his keynote offerings. Jim, any last minute tips or words of wisdom before we let you get back to building our next patron? No, well, I'd just like to thank you for doing these type of, of shows and this type of podcast because I think it's really important for people to become more aware of the mindfulness opportunities that are out there. I think we'd be a better society if we all just delved more into this. So my thank you to you for what you're doing and to the community who's out there, just you know, don't, don't be afraid to you know, have those tools we talked about earlier on your phone. It might be a point where it just saves somebody's life. Well, thank you, Jim, so much. We look forward to seeing you on another episode of the Everyday Mindful on the show. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.